0: Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning, as you heard in our children's sermon, uh, we're reading just a a few verses from Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth. uh, Verses that talk about boasting. Uh, So these verses are an an illustration of how God despises when we have pride in ourselves. uh, When we boast or, or brag about our own goodness, our own righteousness, our own holiness... Uh, but in these verses, we'll learn that, that boasting itself, the act of boasting, that's not the sin. That's not what God is speaking against. He's, he's speaking against boasting in, our, in ourselves. And so we can boast, but whenever we boast, we should always be boasting in the Lord. So let's read our text here from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. For example, consider your, calls, your call, brothers. Not many of you were wise from a human point of view. Not many were powerful, and not many were born with high status. But God chose the foolish things of the world to put to shame those who are wise. God chose the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are strong. And God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to do away with the things that are, so that no one may boast before God. But because of him, you are in Christ Jesus who became for us the wisdom from God, namely our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. God did this so that just as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, these words are yours, and so we know that they are the truth. And we ask that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. So this theme of of God hating and despising human pride... Uh, boasting in ourselves It's repeated in scripture uh, From beginning to end Over and over again uh, our, our texts for today Are three examples of this We heard in Zephaniah uh, the, the prophet said In that day I will remove the proud boasters from among you And you will never again be arrogant On my holy hill Our, our gospel text uh, Says it not in the negative but in the positive uh, Blessed are the poor in spirit Blessed are the gentle Blessed are, are the meek when it comes to our, our spiritual condition, to our, our righteousness, our holiness, uh, how, how our worthiness before God, uh, God hates, hates boasting because of how ridiculously false it is. Uh, to boast in ourselves, to brag about how good we are, how righteous we are. Uh, it reminded me of this, this kindergartner who ran up to me one day and he said, Pastor, in all seriousness, looks me straight in the eye and says, I am the fastest person in the world boasting in ourselves it's it's proof that that we are are disconnected from the reality of our our actual situation and apart from God's word that's true we are disconnected from the reality of who we are Uh, and so that's why we need God's word we need God's word to come to us and to to tell us what it tells us to hold up this mirror of the law uh, the law which which is the only mirror that reflects us and shows us the reality of our nature uh, that no matter how good we might think we are, no matter how righteous we might feel, no matter how many people in our lives we can pick out that are worse than us, we are still not good enough for God. We still fall short of the the, the the standard that He has set, of the demands that that He requires of us. And so we need His law to show us that because it's 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 only God's law that empties us of ourselves. And it's only God's law that can cut through that natural tendency that we have to have this this inflated self-image of ourselves when it comes to how good we are. Now, we don't, we don't want to think of ourselves as bad people, right? We don't want to think of ourselves as, as evil and sinful and deserving punishment. That's uncomfortable. But that's the, the job of God's law, to come to us and to strip us of that comfort, to say you cannot find righteousness inside yourself. Forget that. And, and it leaves us looking for that righteousness somewhere else, looking for salvation from somewhere that's not from within, but, but from outside of ourselves. Now, another reason that God hates it when we boast in ourselves, uh, when it comes to our spiritual condition, when it comes to righteousness, is because it's, it's, uh, it's veiling his glory. What I mean by that is is when we do this, we step back and we say, everybody look at me. Uh, look how good I am. Look how I am living in the right way. Look how I am, I am... Uh, fulfilling the the things that god has told me to do i am keeping the law and in doing that we're pointing a finger on ourselves a finger that should be pointing people to the cross Uh, so god does not want you to go around just telling everyone how good you are right god wants everyone to know how good he is he wants everyone to know that he is the one who is the source of all goodness and love and righteousness and mercy and that this mercy and this grace is overflowing. And his desire is to not keep it to himself, but to pour it out on the world. And, and in glorifying and boasting in ourselves, we're pointing at, at ourselves and saying, I'm good, I'm good, instead of saying, look how good my God is. I look at his glory, look at his grace, look at his mercy. And it's for this reason, this is one of the reasons that, that God has decided that his kingdom in this world is one that is flipped upside down. And so when God reveals himself in this world, the the way that God works among us is the opposite of what we'd expect. He shows his glory and and his his power not through the the great things of this world, but through the foolish things. That's where our text is talking about. The foolish things, the weak things, the lowly things, the despised things, the things that are not. He uses those things to shame the wise and the strong and the things that are we can see him doing this throughout scripture he chooses a a guy with the speech impediment who was slow in speech to be the leader of his old testament people through the the exodus through escaping from from egypt as slaves going through the the wilderness for 40 years a guy who doesn't speak well he uses him to be their leader right he chooses the 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 outspoken critic of christianity Uh, a great persecutor and he says, you are going to be my witness in all the world. You are going to be my missionary, and you are going to be one of the people who, who writes down my word. He even wrote down the words that, that we read here this morning. He wants everyone to know that it's not the, the power of the person. It's not the glory of the, the item that God is using. It's, it's him, right? It's God who is the, the power source behind all of this. He is the power and the might, and he, he is the one who, who is doing all of this. When we boast in our own goodness, we're claiming credit for something we had nothing to do with, right? Uh, it's like if your team wins a football game, the team that you cheer for, and you step back and you say, "We did it." right? We won the game. Uh, how much of that did you participate in? Right? You have deserved zero credit for, for any of that. And, and it's the same way when, when we try to take credit for our own righteousness. best case scenario, we step back and we say, me and Jesus, we did it, right? When, again, you contributed exactly nothing to that situation of your own salvation, of your own ticket into heaven. Our text says, but because of him, you are in Christ Jesus. We look at that sentence, and that's, that's gospel. That's good news, right? You are in Christ Jesus. But it's also a, a reality check for us because it's, it's not because of us. It's because of him, it's because of God that we have this unity with Jesus. It's because of this gift of faith that we've been united to our Savior. And what does that unity win for us? You are in Christ Jesus who became for us the wisdom from God. Namely, our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That's everything. That's, that's the entirety of your spiritual life. That's everything, and it's all because of Jesus. He is our wisdom from God. Jesus is the word made flesh. He is the revealing of God's good news of his gospel to us. He is our righteousness. It is only because of Jesus that we get to, to stand before God and not boast, but to know in confidence that our sins are forgiven. It's because of him. It's because he lived perfectly according to God's law in our place. Right? He lived innocently. He went to the cross and he died and he poured out this, this, this life-giving blood on the cross that was a payment for all of our sins, for all of un- our, our unrighteousness. That's Jesus' work, not ours. He's our sanctification. So that means that he is the power source behind our Christian life. He is our, our, our power source, the reason why we desire to say no to temptation. He is the reason why we desire to walk in the path that God has laid out for us in, our, in, in his word. And he's our redemption. As we walk through this world where we see sin and and death everywhere, we know that those things no longer have a hold on us, that we have been bought back from the power of sin, the power of death, and that when we die, we will be with our God forever in heaven. They do not have power over us. And so knowing this, that, that this is all Jesus, that he is the wisdom from God, that he is our righteousness, our sanctification, our redemption, how foolish... How shameful would it be to step back and to boast in ourselves? We have done nothing. Jesus has done everything. What's comforting for us today is that God still works this way. He still works through the the, the foolish things, the ordinary things, the the, the simple things to accomplish his will. And that includes me. God uses sin-stricken, ordinary men to proclaim the power of his law and his gospel right? he uses plain old tap water that we get from the, the faucet right back here and out of the sink he uses plain wine and, and the plainest wafer you could possibly make but connected to and empowered by the word of God God takes these things and he accomplishes his will right? so the, the power in baptism that is not in the water it's not the water that's the power it's, it's the, the word that's connected to it it's, it's God working through that water And now it's not just tap water, that's baptism, which now saves you. By the washing of rebirth, by the renewal of the Holy Spirit. That that becomes the means by which you are united to Jesus in his death, are buried with him. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. It's God working through his word that that makes that, that bread and wine, not just bread and wine, but the very body and blood of Christ It doesn't represent Jesus' body and blood. It doesn't just remind us of Jesus' body and blood. It truly is His body and blood given to you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Don't boast in yourself. It's made painfully clear here, but that does not mean that we can't and shouldn't boast. We can and we should boast in Jesus, in His victory, And to boast correctly, though, we have to be careful because we have to balance our own self-image. We have to understand with, with clarity who we are. In two ways. We have to understand who we are alone, apart from God, and we have to understand who we are in Christ. Apart from Him, we're nothing. We've established that. But in Christ, we have everything. And to not boast about that is not humility. It's false humility. I really learned with the definition of false humility my vicar year. I was at, up at King of Grace, and I preached a sermon, and I was, I was greeting people at the back, and uh, one, of, one of our members, a uh, guy who was very well revered, he was a mature, uh, wise Christian man, he came back and he shook my hand, and he said, that was, was a great sermon. I, I shrugged it off, I said, you know, it was it's it's a great scripture passage, you know, great material to work with. And he said, you need to learn how to take a compliment. So, okay, point taken. And what he, what he mean, meant by that is that to recognize that, that God has given you a gift, God has given you a skill or an ability that you can use to glorify Him, and to admit that, to recognize that, that is not boasting in yourself. Right? So if you are a good singer, it is not humility to, to, to say, I'm not that good. You know, I, I don't really like it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to use this, this gift. I'm not going to use this talent. It is humility to say, God has given me the ability to sing. So I'm going to sing, and I'm going to try to lead the congregation when I'm in the pew on Sunday morning. I'm going to add my voice to the choir. I'm going to offer to, to sing solos to, to God's glory, to glorify Him. And right, if God has blessed you with financial wealth, it's not humility to say, I, I'm not really that well off. You know, I'm not really that good at managing my finances. I've, I've just been lucky. It is humility to say, yes, God has blessed me with the ability to be a good steward of the money that he has entrusted to me. And I'm going to use this gift, this ability, to be a blessing to his church, to make sure that that, that peace continues to be able to proclaim the gospel, to continue its ministry, to support the preaching of the gospel around the world. I'm going to use this ability and this gift to to show love and generosity to, to those who are in need. And in your spiritual situation, it is not humility to step back and to say, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm good enough to go to heaven. I, I do hope, though, that when I die that God looks at me and He says, Yeah, you're, you're good enough. I do hope that when I die that God lets me in to be with him. It is humility in ourselves and it is boasting in the Lord to say, My God sent his son for me. Jesus died for me. And I know with 100% certainty that that if I die tonight in my sleep, that when I close my eyes, when I open them up again, it will be to see the face of the glory of my God. I know with 100% confidence that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for me. That he has won my salvation. That he has made me his own, and because of him, there is nothing in all of existence that can separate me from the love of my God. Without Him, I have nothing. Without Him, I am nothing. I am not wise by a human point of view. I am not powerful. I am not born with high status, but with Him, I am more than a conqueror. I am an heir of eternal life. I am an heir of the glories of heaven. That's what it means to boast in the Lord. That's what we are encouraged to do. Boast in what God has given to you. Boast in what Jesus won for you. Boast in who Christ has made you. Use those gifts that he's given you. Not to your own glory, not to your your own gain, but use them in, in service and love to others and to glorify your Father in heaven. And live every single day in complete confidence that because of him you get to go to heaven. Boast in him every single day of your life, knowing that you also get to do that same thing for eternity. Amen. Please rise to the blessing. The peace which surpasses all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.